Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, guys and girls. The program you are about to hear will be both fun and educational, but it is not a substitute for medical advice. Although we are doctors, we are not your doctors. Hello and welcome to Travel Medicine. As always, I'm your friendly neighborhood internal medicine doc, Dr. J. Hi guys, Santos here, your friendly pediatric infectious diseases doc. As this week it's time for another, you guessed it, Journal Club. Yay! Woo-hoo! Give it up for Journal Club. So what's what would you say the theme of tonight's <laughs> Journal Club is? I mean, I, I want to make a bunch of jokes, but I don't want you to think me childish. <laughs> Oh, but I kid, I kid. You do. You. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're do we're going to talk about children. So, we have two wonderful adult physicians uh in most of the episodes that you guys hear. Say we only have two physicians, Santos. No, no. There's three hosts. There's three. <laughs> we have we have two wonderful physicians and one terrible one. See if you can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> don't look behind the curtain <laughs> yeah so we we do we have two absolutely amazing uh physicians who are adult specialists uh meaning that dr josh and dr ward both take care of um, adults primarily in their practice um although dr ward does see some kids i believe come through his emergency room but uh, I, of course, am a pediatrician, and we've never really done like an all-kids type of thing. And so I've gone ahead and seized the opportunity, uh, if it's okay with you, uh, Dr. Josh, to... Well, we are recording on Father's Day, so I yeah. suppose it's only fair. <laughs> Very happily, we're recording on Father's Day to talk about some wonderful articles that have come out to teach us about how to take care of our kids. And the first way you take care of your kids is you make sure you know the police have an idea of where to find them. (laughs) 
I think most schools have a scared straight program. Well, yeah. this this group of scientists wants to start even earlier than scared straight and fingerprint babies. Yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, you, you you have to go around saying like, why do we not fingerprint babies? Do you have to go around? I mean, who knows how many you know professionally criminalized babies are <laughs> wandering just because they can't walk doesn't mean we can trust them. Yeah, yeah. These are, you know, scary individuals walking around. So <laughs> I first found it was basically on a gun statistics page that showed this year there have been more people killed by toddlers with guns in the US than there have been people killed with guns in a few other countries and that's just the yearly murder rate. Oh, and yeah. then when I saw something about Finger, we have the tech to fingerprint babies. I'm like, wow, they are really taking this toddler thing seriously. <laughs> Try them all as adults. <laughs> but, but it turns out that this is being done as a measure, again, in developing countries. And taking fingerprints from very young children is part of a drive to help these developing countries monitor infants who often lack other forms of identification. So a national fingerprint database would let doctors match a child with their vaccine schedule, help social workers keep records of welfare services, um, could help find missing children or resolve accidental newborn swaps. So this is really meant to be a tool there. I know we get a little bit big brother with it here. Right, absolutely. But the main push is to establish a means. Now, of course, there is that big brother component, so... (laughs) They uh, they went somewhere where people would be less objecting to this sort of testing yeah. in India mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, at Saran Ashram Hospital in Agra. That's the same city where you can find the Taj Mahal. Yes, up there in New Delhi. Uh huh. And the team visited the hospital and fingerprinted a total of 319 babies. On follow-up visits, the team was able to identify infants first fingerprinted at six months or older with 99% accuracy. And the rate of baby crime just dropped like you (laughs) wouldn't believe. They have have them all locked up in playpen Uh, now. (laughs) No more than two to a pen, yes. Because we should... Yeah. They they got very minor sentences. Yeah. <laughs> terribly important in a place like India where you have a large volume of children and you don't have an infrastructure like you have here in the United States where if a child gets lost or lost to follow-up or if two babies, like you said, get swapped. So this was done with the consent of the hospital and after a good review with an ethics review board to say that it would provide more harm than good in a setting such as this. So I think it is important to know that, you know, this is not something that needs to be implemented everywhere. But if you have a system where you're delivering, you know, hundreds of kids per month, you need a good way to be able to track all of them in a place where a lot of people are maybe homeless or don't have other forms of identification. So I think that this was a good first attempt at this. And it's kind of cool that this little biometric device works on such teeny tiny cute little fingers. Well, the one thing I did neglect to mention is why this is such a breakthrough. And that's because babies have a much denser pattern of ridges and valleys and whorls, the patterns that make up our fingerprints. So any device that wants to scan them has to do so at a much higher resolution. And 
the subjects are often wiggling around and they have <laughs> softer, more elastic skin. Right. So this is a machine learning. This is this is a very very simple AI to be able to identify and analyze baby fingerprints. So be warned, baby Capone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try. We're on C now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just love I have this fantastic little vision of my head of a little toddler walking up and going meow. <laughs> oh, you should go to the internet and search the meme "Godfather Baby." Godfather Baby? Go, go do it. I'll wait. <laughs> oh, that is the cutest Godfather Baby. I've seen this meme before, Josh. Yeah, yeah. I think we've all seen it. Yeah. This, he's cute. He's standing up and he's got it. He's pointing down to the ground. He's wearing a little baby tux. Yes. Oh. And it's captioned with various Godfather baby things, such <laughs> as, bring her in, but I want her alive. She has my nose. <laughs> the cow goes moo and the duck goes quack. Let's see what kind of sound a rat makes. <laughs> and oh. my personal favorite. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a big fall. That's what you get when you borrow money and don't pay it back. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, cute. Incredible. So now that we have suitably scared you of your children. Yeah. <laughs> with Godfather Baby. Let's talk about why once they're locked up in the, in the playpen, you might just want to let them cry their sentence out. Right, <laughs> and see that—that's what we call a good transition, Santosh. That—that that was an a, just an amazing transition. I I have to agree that that was fantastic. So, the one of the first things I should say, first questions that we get as pediatricians when we are first visited by new moms and new dads is, what is the right bit of advice to give? Should you say, no, you're not allowed to take care of your kid, just lay there and cry and all these kind of things? Or do you say, uh, if you really want to uh, pick them up and if you want to hug them, snuggle with them, you should do that. But just be warned, you won't be able to sleep um, until the kid is ready to sleep on their own, whatever it is. So we've been working hard in this, the scientific community to try to find fixes and studies to say, can you let a baby... You get a baby? I don't know. Can you? <laughs> can you get a baby? <laughs> I can get a baby. Check under your chair. You all get a baby. <laughs> so we have been working to study... Can you keep a baby in the crib, let them cry it out? Can you do some sort of what's called uh, extinguished crying, where you let them cry for a little while, you pick them up, you cuddle them, you put them back. And then you hold them down. You <laughs> baby extinguished. No, no, don't extinguish the baby. You, <laughs> you extinguish the behavior. <laughs> oh, terrible. We're so bad. So, Maggie's not afraid of bunny. <laughs> she will be. What we have found out is that with a good amount of studies now, that children can be left to cry it out with a little bit of intervention where you pat them every few minutes and uh, you, you tell them that they're okay, but you don't have to 
pick them up every single time they cry. And this is a bit of a relief to quite a few people who were just probably driving themselves crazy in some cases. Um, but they divided up parents into just giving education to the mom and dad about sleep, um, checking, doing a intervention where you slowly got mom to say, okay, you can let them cry this time, you can let them cry this time, okay, pick them up this time, and then... And just walking in and shouting, go to sleep! Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Do you realize how late it is, you crazy person? So, Santosh, what did they recommend you do while letting the child cry it out? Do you just walk in and shout, go to sleep? <laughs> no, no. So you did have a pre-treatment where you got to kind of measure and see how your kid was doing. You know, you didn't have to just left your child to, to their own devices. Uh, he's six months. <laughs> he's going to learn sooner or later. The world's not fair. So you, there was one arm which uh, had something called graduated extinction. This meant that, okay, well, the baby's crying. You, you, you go in and check on them, and then you comforted them, but you don't pick them up. And then you do that a couple of times such that another arm is you limit the baby's nocturnal sleep opportunity. So stretch out how long they stay awake so that they can fall asleep at a decent time, you know, without having to... They... Wake up! <laughs> I'm not ready for you to sleep yet! <laughs> And sometimes you just need to do that, you know? Sometimes you just need to you just need to keep a kid awake until they are ready to Listen, Santosh, my parents still do that to me. <laughs> I will be relaxing very comfortably and they'll say, "Don't nap. You can't you can't fall asleep yet. You'll be up all night." <laughs> so that's yeah, the, the it's it's a bit of a, you know, as long as you keep them awake, then what happens is they sleep longer because they've been awake right up until their bedtime. And then finally you had a third arm. These parents just get some info. We're not going to do any intervention. I think this was a really, really fantastic look. What was the difference between each of those three treatments? Right. And it was zero. A beautiful outcomes in every single measure. So I think that all in... So there you go. Permission from Dr. Santos to go. neglect your children. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I hate it when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> you are already agreeing. Yeah. You're like, yes, yes, all of it. What? Yeah. No. <laughs> what doctor? <laughs> so uh, the long story short is, however you choose to comfort or not comfort your children, they should grow up just fine. It did not appear to have any significant impact on... On the study. On, on, exactly, on their stress levels at the final outset, on their attachment or their anxiety levels. So uh, this was well controlled. It was a small study. It was really beautifully done. You can let your kids, after they've committed their crime, get some sleep and it'll be fine. It's an easier way to get them to confess. Oh, give them a good, give them a good night's sleep. <laughs> Which brings us to our next article, Santosh. Now, I believe a week or two ago, we did an episode on sleep medicine, mm -hmm. but we neglected to really talk about pediatric health and hygiene. So, 
What can you tell us about any pediatric sleep recommendations? So the pediatric sleep guidelines that just came out from the American Academy of Pediatrics, this is in response to what has been going on in our society recently, especially with older children feeling very tired during your school time. And Josh, you may have heard a little bit about this that, oh, you know, we've had class time starting at some ungodly hour in the morning and it's it's not healthy for these kids and that's right zero period yeah yeah. i remember i remember those days zero period too early too early for numbers yeah yeah exactly oh absolutely so this is an era now where we're trying to say how much sleep does a does a child really need in order to do well in school and not just be crashing at the end of the day because of fatigue? And we actually have found out that if you go to, you know, shrinking six, seven, eight hours for a teenager, it's not a, it's not a good idea. So here's what we have. And and these are a lot of numbers, but I'll keep it as simple as possible. If you're under um, a year of age, 12 to 16 hours, uh, 1 to 2 years of age, 11 to 14 hours, 5 years of age, 3 to 5 years of age, 10 to 13 hours, okay? If you hit 6 to 12 years of age, that's 12 hours. And then above that to 18 years of age, you need 10 hours of sleep a night. So... You can imagine that there are some people out there going, are you serious? Ten hours of sleep. But it's it's absolutely true. And this is why we're seeing a lot of tired kids in Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Schools right now. Back in my residency, <laughs> there you go. I had to sleep uphill both ways <laughs> through the snow, and if I got ten hours in a week. I was damned thankful. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It was important to get that much. So this uh, 
I think we can all follow these rules pretty well up to that three to five year group. But, you know, your six to 12 year olds, your kids who are going into grade school and middle school, they do need a lot of sleep. And especially our high schoolers. I think that's the big change is that they really should be getting somewhere on the order of 10 hours per sleep a night. Now, Santosh, I feel like we've been pushing a real agenda this episode. Yes. Just babies. Yeah. Babies. <laughs> And more babies. Yeah, got pushing out the babies. But I, I see. I see. You've already picked up on where I'm going. Yeah, yeah. And that really let's let's back this story up a little. Sure. And go to our next article, which deals more with where the babies come from. <laughs> yeah, where do babies come from? <laughs> That's right, stork medicine. There you go. <laughs> can't let you guys go without some stork medicine. Come on now. There's a new form of HIV protection, mm-hmm. correct? Yes, yes. This is a form... We, we've talked many times here, I think, about regarding PrEP. But everything that we have told you guys so far has to do with uh, taking an oral medication for for your prep but we are always worried about things like systemic effects but hey you know can you actually prevent getting uh hiv in another way and prevent all the side effects that go along with uh, taking those oral medications and where you can set it and forget it and to that my friend i say intravaginal ring that's right Intravaginal. That was a really long buildup. <laughs> I apologize. You, please, I, I, you know, I'm just saying it's it's important. Yeah. But yeah, that was a very very long yeah. buildup. <laughs> so here's what you can do with a lot of these medications, and this goes also for you know contraception. We've always looked for a way to uh, give a person medication without them having to worry about it going everywhere in their body, and they could set it and forget it. Now the the physicians, or I should say the veterinarians, have developed an intravaginal ring, and this is a slow release of antiretrovirals into the vaginal canal to try and prevent HIV from infecting right at the source. And what you do in if it were to be released tomorrow is you take the ring, you put it in your vagina, it's very small, doesn't cause any obstruction, you leave it in and you you have your you know, protected sex. Uh, we still recommend our condoms, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But if a little HIV viral particle happens to get in there, boom! It encounters a you know a bunch of drugs right then and there, and it's killed. Put these rings into female macaques, and they challenged with uh, HIV virus, and they found that at the end of their study, the monkeys had not contracted HIV. So it is in trials now for human use. Uh, sure, and this is especially important when we've started to finally see some resistance to PrEP in the HIV community. Right. I think that that brings a wrap to most of our stories for this week. However, it's time to travel around the world. Oh, yeah. Now, we're going to make it a very gradual transition. We will hop on a plane and still deal with some health stuff. (laughs) Santosh, do you know what large 
sports event is coming up soon? Yes, I think you're talking... Thank goodness, because I have so much trouble following sports. <laughs> For those of you who follow our uh, our podcast uh, you know, with, with great interest, you will know that Dr. Josh is uh, sarcasm, interest, insert sarcasm here, a fantastic sportser. I am so good at sportsing. <laughs> he sportses everywhere. <laughs> oh, but so Santos, what is what is the next big sporting event people are getting excited? <laughs> so we're talking about the uh, the Brazilian Olympics, or I should say the it's I mean it's the World Olympics, but it's in Brazil. So one of the major tourist destinations to go check out is obviously going to be the Olympics, but you might also remember something else that Brazil has recently been in the news for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, dirty waters off the coast of Brazil. No. <laughs> Close, but it deals more with our pediatric topic from the rest of the episode, and that is Zika and its associated microcephaly. Oh, yes, of course. So Zika virus, of course, we've now spoken about it kind of at length ad nauseum, uh, discussing you know the uh, the fact that this virus used to be out in Africa, Southeast Asia. It's migrated over here to the Western world, and unfortunately, we have found that here it has mutated and is causing birth defects. So, a lot of people are arguing: should the Olympic Games still go ahead in Rio? even though Rio is at the heart of Brazil's Zika epidemic. And the about 200 experts have called on the World Health World Health <laughs> have called on the World Health Organization to recommend moving the Olympic Games or delaying them until the virus is under control. But both the World Health Organization, the WHO, and the US Center for Disease Control and Prevention both say that this is not really worth it to them. Their argument is that Zika is already present in many countries. People with the virus in their blood are already flying to uninfected countries. And that country that they return to has to have the correct kind of mosquito who can transmit it. Pregnant women should avoid Rio, but stopping other people from traveling to the games is not going to make a dent in the existing viral tourism, which sounds way more fun than it is. You, You know, you think viral tourism, I'm picturing like a little strand of RNA with a suitcase and a fedora and a necktie. <laughs> that would be the... I'm off on another business trip to Zika, honey. Or to Brazil, honey. I've got Zika to pedal. <laughs> that would be the cutest little virus ever. Right? Yeah. So the question is, critics of the, of the Who's rather laissez-faire approach argue the Olympics are attracting a richer national and social mix than most air travel. Almost every country sends people, not all go home to mosquito-proof lives. So they're worried about starting new epicenters of infection in Zika. What can you do in terms of of preventing this virus? And Santosh, I know we've talked about this before, but why don't you give us just a brief summary. If you are going to be in Brazil at the Olympics, what can you do to avoid getting Zika? Right. So the number one thing that you do is rather than trying to prevent yourself 
from getting Zika is you stop yourself from getting bitten by the vector, which is our neighborhood horrible, horrible mosquito. So (laughs) using DEET-containing mosquito repellent or another mosquito repellent, which is approved by the WHO and is known to repel those mosquitoes down in Brazil, using your... Uh, your covers at night, meaning the the mosquito nets, and you can sometimes even put permethrin or another uh, arthropod killing uh, material on your uh, clothing. So that's absolutely number one. And then we're recommending for everyone going down to Zika areas. If you're a female who's going to who is going to get pregnant, as in you're of childbearing age, or you are pregnant, that you use protection during sex. All right? And also now we're finally making a very good push for men when you're having sex in any area where you might contract Zika to please use a condom and to continue to use protection after you've come out of those areas until you're out of the window of when... Um, the Zika infection would be the worst in your body and would pass through you, you know, like a cold would do. So, you know, if you don't use a condom, you'll be at risk from little pricks. Ah! <laughs> Please do remember, if you're a healthy adult and you acquire the Zika virus, the more than likely scenario for you is that you're going to feel a little sick. You're going to feel almost like you have a bad flu and you're going to get better. And now that we've covered the safety portion, sure. let's move on to our just the tip for travel. So it's a two-part just the tip because the first part is I'm going to tell you about the actual site to visit. Oh, yeah. It is the glowing termite mounds of Imas, Brazil. Ooh. It's in the state of Alto Paraíso de Goiás, so the state of Goiás in Brazil, which is a 16-hour drive or a two-and-a-half to three-hour flight from Rio de Janeiro. So it's, it is definitely doable as a couple days of the trip if you want to get some nature time in. So Yay, nature time! These termite mounds can get pretty large, heights of seven meters or more, which, let's see, if I remember my metrics, is... So multiply times three. So you you actually have you imperial system. Yeah, <laughs> these are these are pretty big guys. Uh, so we're talking about twenty one feet. Yeah, huge, enormous. So in this park, you can find these huge termite mounds, which are home to hundreds of glowing pyrophorus beetles. They are very very distant cousins of our fireflies. Yeah. And at night, the termite mounds look like they're wrapped in Christmas lights. Now, there's also a bunch of waterfalls, toucans, jaguars, but the glowing termite mounds, also known as the headlight beetle, <laughs> are... That, I'm, I'm not kidding. That's what they're called. That's so Pyrophorus cute. Pyrophorus the headlight beetle. Yeah, yeah. And these beetles lay their eggs in the sides of termite mounds, and when the young hatch, they glow with a green light bright enough to read by. Ooh. And they eat termites. Yeah. <laughs> so the growth cycle is time to take advantage of termite migrations. So if you get a chance, check it out. It's amazing to see these little light-up features of bugs and nature at work. And it reminds me of another time when we were in Australia. 
And this was myself, Dr. Ward, and Co. were off on a hike through the Blue Mountains mm -hmm. to head toward the Janolan Caves. Ooh. And the mountains themselves were great. The hiking was very easy. A lot of it was even on old abandoned railroad tracks. Very picturesque. But our friend Co., while he has many talents, he is not a graceful man. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> and he was having... And he is also not an outdoorsman, shall we say. Sure, sure. That, I think that's a fair description. So he very, very bravely soldiered on, falling in creeks, tripping over vines, Aww. all because we had convinced him that seeing these glowworm caves near old railroad tracks would be amazing. And he was less than impressed. <laughs> so we hike all the way through, we get to it, we go into the caves, we all turn our lights off. You can't take photos because it's too dark to, you can see, but it's too dark to get a good picture. Okay. And any flash just shows you a rock wall, it drowns out the bugs. And there's these blue, yellow, phosphorescent glowworms that cover the entire cave. And you look and it's like seeing the night sky with constellations that are just ever so subtly shifting. It's about a two-hour hike to get to and from there, and it is out in the back country of Australia just a little bit. So, you know, you're, you're going to be making a day of it. However, my, my, my memory is Co's priceless reaction when we finally get in and we shut off our flashlights and all of our group is sitting there ooing and eyeing at nature's majesty, and Co looks up once and goes, huh, looks like a Verizon coverage map. <laughs> Turns and walks out of the cave. Oh. That's, that's it. Not even, not even an I told you so, not even a I wasted two hours for this, just looks like a Verizon coverage, coverage map. map. <laughs> and just turns around and walks out, having dismissed it so completely oh. and so utterly. Oh. <laughs> So just disdain dripping from it. <laughs> <laughs> and to this day he never lets me forget it. Of course, of course. So if you get a chance folks, our just the tip is if you are into that kind of thing, glowing cell phone coverage maps found in nature, there is one of these in Brazil. It is in a national park and an excellent alternative to getting stuck in some of the more crowded Olympic activities. Oh, that's that sounds absolutely wonderful, actually. And that brings a conclusion to our show. So, as always, we welcome your comments, questions, and feedback. Drop us a message on Facebook. Our response time is constantly improving. We're down to 16 minutes. Yay! <laughs> Let's beat that record. <laughs> uh, we're on Twitter, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher. You can find us anywhere. You can pick up podcasts. We love your ratings and reviews. They help other people find the show. Our music is composed by Rachel Ledger. And if you would like to support us spiritually, financially, uh, any sort of means, we do now have a Patreon page. And the links to that are in the show notes. Hopefully, Yay. you will be happy to donate to us. And if not, that's okay. We still love you. <laughs> we really do. That said, until next time, as always, 
Happy travels. Bye, guys. Perfect. I think even... What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.